We're going to continue the series today, but before we get into what we talked about in the last few weeks and for today, let's open up in prayer before we get into the scripture. Father God, we do give you thanks and praise for today. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here with us. God, we thank you also. And Jesus, thank you for being here with us also. Holy Spirit, calm our hearts and our minds now, and especially with me, Holy Spirit. Continue to keep me humbled with all humility, and may the words of my lips and the meditation of my heart be true. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So for the scripture today, and we're going to talk about the prayer of Jabez, there's only two verses that we're going to cover today. So 1 Chronicles 4, verses 9 through 10. Again, 1 Chronicles 4, 9 through 10. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Jabez called upon the God of Israel, saying, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. And God said, and God granted what he asked. Amen. So for the last few weeks, we've been obviously talking about prayer. And actually, at this point, I want to ask you all right now, let's look into your hearts and your minds. Where are you at with your prayer life right now? It's time for a spiritual check in our lives. Where are you at right now in prayer? That's a good question because I was thinking about that that not long ago as we were doing a series. And Paul says, pray without ceasing. It's always been on my mind for, you know, even before we started the series. Where is your prayer life? In week one, we had called the priority of prayer. It was the first week we talked about the priority of prayer. Our big takeaway was to pray first, right? Frank and I want you to understand this is so much that we bought wristbands to remind us. And sometimes, you know what, in the cars we used to hang up dices and sometimes, well, you can hang this up too because what, we're always looking in the rear of your mirror, right? That's not, I just thought about that the other day. Like put it up there. Might be a distraction, but hey, it works. Week number two, the power of prayer. There are elements that you can bring into your prayer life that will give more power, like the video. We learned this from a prayer meeting in Acts. We see that unified prayers with a local church brings power. Amen, it does. We see that scripture prayer brings power. We also see that bold prayers bring power. We believe God honors bold prayers because bold prayers honors God. And today, we're going to talk about the prayer of Jabez. And more specifically, it's a pinpoint prayer that he's asking. Sometimes we generalize prayers, do we not? We just do it, right? But this is a good example of being pinpoint in prayers. Little is known about Jabez. There's only two verses about him. Other than he was descendant of Judah. In verse 9, it talks about he was an honorable man, and his mother named him Jabez, meaning what? Pain. 
right? We don't know exactly what that pain was when she bore him, but ladies, you understand it more than us guys would about that. Amen to that. Using the play of words, Jabez, the man of sorrow, the man of pain, asked God to keep him from that sorrow that his name both recalled and foreboded. The prayer of Jabez is found in a historical note within a genealogy as part of the descendants of Judah. It's in scripture right there. You can see that. His mother had named him Jabez because she said, I gave birth to him in pain. And some of you may remember back in 2000, there was a book called what? The Prayer of Jabez Breaking Through to the Blessed Life in 2000, right? It was written by Dr. Bruce Wilkinson and then helped with David Cobb. In two years, it sold nine million copies. The first two years. Maybe, I don't know where you're at where your church life at that time, but I remember that book just went everywhere, right? I think even small group studies went around with that, did it not? I don't know what happened to that book. It was kind of small, the one that we got, the first print, so I'm not sure where it went. So the first request that we see in Scripture is to be blessed. That was his request. Jebat's calling out to God is a specific, urgent request. And Jebat expected an illicit, specific response from God. This can also be translated, Jebat's inviting God to hear his urgent request, or Jebat's proclaimed to God his urgent request. It's almost like a plead from Jabez, right? How many times have we pleaded with God for a certain emergency in our lives? We all have done that. And Jabez acknowledges that the God of Israel is a source of not just that blessing, but all blessing. And he asks God also in this when we see for his grace. No doubt this request was based in some degree on God's promise of blessing to Abraham and to his descendants as seen in Genesis 22. We also can get a specific and illicit response from God. Sometimes we do. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes we'll get a text message from somebody saying, I need a prayer. And before you know it, it is granted from God. Sometimes it is not immediate. Sometimes it can be answered in days, weeks, months, or even years. Sometimes when I look at my prayer life and I look at other people that pray, sometimes our prayers don't get answered at all, right? But don't become depressed about it. If God doesn't respond to a request, it could be no, right? And that's the reality that we face because many of you here today, and even on live watching that, you have certain physical ailments that you have prayed for, that people have prayed for you, and it hasn't been granted, but you know what? With the working of the Holy Spirit, we can adapt. We can move on. We can be content with the pain that we live in. Sometimes we can't see that physical pain. And sometimes there's emotional pain that, that takes place that you ask God to deliver you that from. You know what? We ought to rejoice in God no matter if it's a yes or a no. Because we are here. He has granted us life. At times, God has blessed all of us with what? Pay increases. Anything that you have in life, family, 
and even with my brother-in-law who's a farmer in Minnesota, they get enthused even when calves are born because that's the lifeblood, that's how they live. Just by a simple response from that, we give praises to God. Jezebel was asking God to bless him. Bless, God blesses his people when he bestows on some gift, temporal or spiritual. We bless God when we thank him for his mercies. A man blesses himself when he invokes God's blessings or rejoices in God's blessings, right? We rejoice in that. Sometimes blessings were uttered under divine inspiration, as in the case of Noah, Isaac, Jacob, and Moses. Yes, even Moses, who complained that he couldn't talk for God. The priests were divinely authorized to bless the people. We see many examples in the apostolic benediction of the New Testament. A lot of times at the end of chapters you have benedictions, but they are prayers to God. They are blessings. Hodges says about blessings, this is what he says. Rather than settle for the default labor, he, meaning Jabez, had been given at birth. Jabez prayed and received God's promise. Following this model, the prayer of Jabez shows how to overcome our own pain and suffering as well. Instead of ruminating on our anguish, we can fix our eyes on what God has for us beyond it. I agree with that. You know what? When Jesus was coming to Jerusalem the last time, what was he fixed on? He was fixed on the cross. He knew where he was going. We can fix our eyes for what God has beyond what we know in the present. And to me right here, the most important blessing that you and I in the world can receive is spiritual blessings. We live in a culture here in the United States, we have so many stuff that we can get. But spiritual blessings are the most important thing that we can have. You know what? For some of you who are believers in Jesus Christ, that started on that day when God called you, you heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, and you received Jesus Christ that day. Because you know why? The Holy Spirit has sealed you for an inheritance. Nobody can take that away from you. The world can try. But that's the most important blessing that you can receive from God. Never forget that. In fact, thank God about your saving faith in Jesus Christ. He has called you and you received it. Second request, Jabez was saying, to increase Jabez prays for victory and prosperity in all his endeavors and that his life would be marked by increase. And he asked that he would enlarge his coast. You got to remember about the nation of Israel, right, and the descendants. They were promised, what, the promised land, right, after they left Egypt. So land was very important in the Old Testament. It's even here today, is it not? Especially if you have any deals, if you own farmland or anything else, right? Property is important, that he would prosper his endeavors for life, the increase of what fell to his lot by work or by war. For us, as we look at this, that God would enlarge our hearts and so enlarge our portion in himself. For us, that God would give us prosperity according to his will for our lives and not our will. 
See, sometimes we have temptations of what we want. We want this, but you know what? God knows who we are inside of our hearts. He knows what our true desire is. And also that God will give us prosperity in our works, in our families, in our communities, and such. You know what? Even here at church, collectively, as a group, we can pray to God. Again, God knows our heart. Sometimes he will not give us increases because, again, he knows our heart. And sometimes, to be honest with you, if I got a million dollars planted right in my lap, I don't know if I can handle it. You know why? Because of sin. I don't know how people play the lottery and you see they win, what, millions and millions, but they get problems, right? What do you hear? You got lawsuits against the winner, right? You got, you got in-laws coming out of nowhere that never talked to you for years and now they want to talk to you. You have problems with that. But some people, God has blessed people with prosperity, with financial needs. But you know what? Here's the thing. What do people do with the stuff that God has given him or her to give back, to help humanity, to help the church, to help further the kingdom of God? And sometimes we have our own will again and not God's will when we do things. Third request is guidance. That God's hand would be with Jabez. This was Jabez's way of asking for the guidance of God and his strength to be evident in his daily existence. Hear that? Daily existence. When we pray, do we, got, do we ask God through the working of the Holy Spirit to, to live out our life every single moment of the day? Or do we just bypass that? The prayer of Moses for this tribe of Judah was that his own hands might be sufficient for him. But Jabez expects not that this can be the case unless he have God's hand with him and the presence of his power. You see, when our prayer life is minimal, hear me, if your prayer life is minimal, you're going to have some issues. You will. Believe me, we all have done that, right? We've skipped a few days at a time, unless an emergency came up. But God desires our communication with him. Because he's there to guide us. The working of the Holy Spirit will guide us every moment of your life. Just like taking a breath. Do not underestimate the power of God. He parted the Red Sea. What more do we want? He raised Jesus from the dead. That is power. That is power. Rely on God every single moment of your life. Fourth request, protection. I love this one. Remember from last week's message, Pastor Frank on the Lord's Prayer, right? Jesus taught his disciples to pray in this way, Father in heaven, deliver us from the evil one. Jabez looks to God in confidence as his defender and protector. God controls everything that we do in life. He gives us free will, right? He knows when we're going to die. He knows how long that we are going to live. But we can ask God for protection in all of our lives. When we go on vacations, what do we do normally as a family? You pray for protection, safety to get to your destination, right? We do that. We do that when 
A loved one may be in an ambulance. You do that when there's an emergency that could affect your whole family's life. God can defend us. He has given us not only prayer, but he has given us the armor of God as seen in Ephesians. It's interesting, I heard a guy on YouTube or the radio the other day, he goes, you know what I always neglect sometimes is to have, remember the armor of God. There's power in the armor of God. Deflects the evil one. You have a sword, you have a breastplate, you have the helmet. We have all that in our access, but because sometimes in our sinful nature, we forget to put that on. Being in the military, man, I was tried so many times in my life while in the military. It stressed me so high. Diane can, adjust, can admit to that. And sometimes I forgot to pray to God for the armor of God. But you know what? When I came to a saving faith in Jesus Christ in 1997, sure, I had some stress. But there was something inside of my body that I can tell that God was working in me. It's okay. I have you. Even though it might be bad at the end, but I still love you, and I'll still protect you, and I'll always be there for you. We need to pray that God will protect us from the evil one and his minions. I, I think Diane knows about the story, but when I was in the seminary, first year, I believe, and I'm telling you, when you're at, when you get a whole bunch of people together that believe in Jesus Christ and have a strong faith, Satan wants to divide and kill your spirit. At, before I went to work, I used to work in the cafeteria after, their, after my classes at night for the students. Well, I always take a nap, unless I had, you know, exams, right? But I woke up and I was all sweaty. I got, I got woken up. And I saw at the end of the bed a black figure roaming back and forth. I was scared as you know what. And there was a guy in my class from Tanzania. I can't remember, who was it? I can't remember his name. Douglas. He was from Tanzania and he, he's really good at praise about that stuff. I was shaking. We all went to the chapel with a couple other seminary guys. I was scared. But Douglas told me in a calming voice like he always does, God's there for you. We're here for you to protect you and to guide you. And right then, gone. It was unbelievable. I never had so much sweat in my life, even running the Navy for many years in Virginia in the hot weather like this. Call on God. He can protect you. He can guide you. I encourage you to do that. Looking back at that situation, you know what? I'm glad I faced that situation. Because you know why? Because I know Jesus Christ was in me. The Holy Spirit was in me. And some of you may have dreams about certain things like that. They are true. Visions and dreams that can happen to anybody at any time. And sometimes as we face it, we don't understand, especially if it's repeated over and over and over. That's why if you have that over, go to the elders, go to the pastors, pray with you, tell them what you have been seeing continuously. God might be telling you something. God might be protecting you or guiding you from something. 
It's okay, it happens. And in conclusion, Jabez's goal in his prayer life was to live free from sorrow and pain. And the last thing we read about him is that God heard and answered his prayer. Like Solomon's humble prayer for wisdom, Jabez's devout prayer for blessing was answered. The success Jabez's prayer outweighed the sorrow of his beginning. The prayer of Jabez overcame the name of Jabez. The prayer of Jabez is a good example of how we should make prayer a priority in our lives. I still remember what Pastor Frank said with the high school students, stand up in the cafeteria. Why not? We should, ask always, we should always look to God for our help in time of need. And we can take our request straight to the throne of God, throne of grace. Along with the prayers of Hannah, Jonah, Hezekiah, Paul, and of course our Lord's model prayer, the prayer of Jabez provides a wonderful instance of a child of God approaching the majesty on high in humility and in faith and reliance upon God's goodness. Sometimes we are not good, but God is. Sometimes we are bad. God isn't. He's always good. He is always faithful. He will answer prayers in yes and no. And sometimes ask the Holy Spirit to help you to find that answer. Right? Because you have the Trinity in you. You have God, you have Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. You have the power of the Trinity living in you. Ask. Ask. You know what? Be bold. Why not haven't I heard that prayer that I've requested many years ago? Why, God? It's okay to ask. You might get an answer. Why? Maybe you already know internally. But you know what? The power of prayer is great. Sometimes we neglect it. I neglect it. But it does change your life. It changes your perspective on faith and how you live in this world. Let's pray. Father God, we are thankful for, the, for your scripture, especially with the, the Jabez prayer, Father God. And, and Father, we know that the urgency that we felt in that prayer. And Father God, at many times we have that urgency, but Father, for all of us, including myself here and, and, and on live, we're watching later. Holy Spirit, work on each of us to keep praying confidently, even the times that we are weak. Father God, you so loved us that you sent your son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. And God, thank you for sending the Holy Spirit. And I pray, Father God, that if somebody here needs to be saved from the torment of hell, I do pray for it now that they would come to a saving faith in Jesus Christ. Amen.